Welcome to the First Church Message of the Week podcast. Thanks for listening in. Sometimes it's hard to know where God is calling us or where God is even present in our lives. Do we miss God working right in front of our eyes? Do we rest in God's presence or do we choose to grind our way through the busy parts of our lives and subconsciously ignore the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives? In this week's message of the week, Pastor Bryce Blank shares from Isaiah 40 and challenges us to pay attention. Here is the First Church Message of the Week. Our reading today is from the book of Isaiah, kind of the second portion of Isaiah. It's a pretty long book. Uh, And it comes from chapter 40, verses 21 through 31. And we're going to read from uh, what's known as the message translation this morning. And it's it's a translation that's a little bit different than what we normally read from the Common English Bible, the New Living Translation, the New International Version, because it does a little bit more paraphrasing and less direct word-for-word translation. But the reason why we're doing that today is because I think it will help us to get a little bit better grasp uh, of of the words and the metaphors that are being used. And so I invite you to follow along with me as we read from Isaiah today. Have you not been paying attention? Have you not been listening? Haven't you heard these stories all your life? Don't you understand the foundation of all things? God sits high above the round ball of earth. The people look like mere ants. He stretches out the skies like a canvas. Yes, like a tent canvas to live under. He ignores what all the princes say and do. The rulers of the earth count for nothing. Princes and rulers don't amount for much. Like seeds barely rooted, just sprouted. They shrivel when God blows on them. Like flecks of chaff, they're gone with the wind. So who's like me? Who holds a candle to me? Says the holy. Look at the night skies. Who do you think made all this? Who marches this army of stars out each night? Counts them off, calls each by name. So magnificent, so powerful. And never overlooks a single one. Why would you ever complain, O Jacob, or whine, Israel, saying, God has lost track of me. He doesn't care what happens to me. Don't you know anything? Haven't you been listening? God doesn't come and go. God lasts. He's creator of all you can see or imagine. He doesn't get tired out, doesn't pause to catch his breath. And he knows everything inside and out. He energizes those who get tired, gives fresh strength to dropouts. For even young people tire and drop out. Young folk in their prime stumble and fall. But those who wait upon God get fresh strength. They spread their wings and soar like eagles. They run and don't get tired. They walk and don't lag behind. This is the word of God spoken to us today. So last Sunday night, I got to watch my favorite football team, San Francisco 49ers, play in the National uh, Football Conference Championship 
against the Detroit Lions. And it's a big game. It was a big game anyway. That was layered with all these stories, all this nuance to it going in. And one of the biggest storylines going into this big game was that the 49ers just didn't have what it takes to win that game. They don't have what it takes to make it to what the championship game leads to, which is the Super Bowl. And they, they used the fact that the last two years in a row, the 49ers have made it to the championship, but have not won that game to get to the Super Bowl. Well, as a 49ers fan watching this, about halfway through the game, at halftime, I was feeling that those doubters were right because the 49ers were down 17 points and it looked like, yet again, we'd be losing the conference championship. The, my dream as a 49ers fan to see the 49ers win a Super Bowl in my lifetime would have to wait. Felt like everything that could go wrong was going wrong, that yet again, I was being let down. I had that feeling in my stomach, you know, the inevitable feeling of dread that this is what I should have expected. Maybe some other teams, fans can feel that if year to year. <laughs> Vikings fans, sorry. Oh. <laughs> anyway. How often might you feel like a 49ers fan looking at the end of that first half where in life you are behind, where you are about to experience a loss or you have experienced a series of losses one after the other? How have you maybe felt that when something bad has happened in your life, it wasn't going to get better or that everything that could go wrong was going wrong. Or maybe that you are just the unluckiest person ever. Maybe it feels like you have to work extra hard to catch up or that you will always be behind. Maybe you feel like nothing goes your way or things are never as easy as they should be. Maybe that wears on you. Maybe you question God in all of that. Have you ever felt so far behind, so long in a bad situation that you just feel God has left me? God cannot be with me? Maybe you've doubted God's presence in your life. If you're like me, you probably have your fair share of doubt about God at times. Now, my wife, Megan, likes to say that I have the memory of a goldfish. And sometimes she's right about that. <laughs> Goldfish have such short memories that they basically forget things as soon as they happen. Yeah, I'm very similar at times. Uh, if you see me walking around the church during the week, I almost always have a notebook with me because I have to write things down. I have to put the date on it. I have to put the topic so I can go back and reference things. That's the only way I can keep track sometimes. But I also have the memory of a goldfish when it comes to remembering what God has done for me. When I face difficult situations or when I'm preparing to jump into something that I don't know the outcome of, something new, I, I tend to panic internally. I tend to forget what God has done for me or how God has delivered for me over and over, how God has carried me through tough and uncertain times before. I have the memory of a goldfish. I forget how faithful God has been to me over and over when I've stepped into certain situations or I don't feel confident. I wonder, how am I going to make it through this? 
I question, how am I going to handle whatever comes ahead because I can't see what is ahead of me? It's like that feeling of driving through dense fog. When you're driving through the fog, all you can see is the fog around you. You can't see what else is there. And the only thing that you want is to get through that point where you can see in the clear again, right? Oftentimes, I'm like that with God, where I can't see God there with me because of the dense fog in front of me. And I have no patience to know that God is on the other side of that, waiting for me. We doubt the care and the capability of God to help us in hard times. The Israelite people were the same. The Israelites were feeling forgotten. They had been in Babylon, waiting in exile for over 50 years. And as years passed by, as full generations of children were born, grew up and had children born in exile, as they grew up not knowing about their own culture, the Israelites started to question, did God forget us? Has God given up on us? They began to wonder, has God given up on the promise that God made with the Israelites and with Abraham to, uh, to deliver us to our promised land, to make us fruitful and multiply? They certainly didn't feel or look like they were flourishing. Living in exile didn't feel like a blessing over those 50 years. It was a long time to wait. And as the Israelites waited for God to deliver them from the Babylonians, they saw others around them, people who were worshiping other gods, and they started to doubt. That doubt started to grow in them. Are those gods more powerful than our God? Is our God just uncaring towards us as his people? Is our God not capable of delivering us from this exile? And as the Israelites questioned God, God used the prophet Isaiah to speak into their moment of doubt. He asked them a series of questions, all with rhetorical answers pointing to the same truth. Have you not been paying attention? Have you not been listening? Have you not heard these stories all your life? Don't you understand the foundation of all things? Who holds a candle to me? The answer is that nobody, no other God has a chance to stand against the power of our God. The answer is that God is there pouring strength into them in their time of hardship. God is watching over all of God's people with care because God is not some God who just comes and goes becoming busy with too much to take care of. God is not a God whose power is challenged by other gods. There's no epic godly battles where God only comes out on top sometimes or that God is only occasionally the one in charge. God doesn't get tired. God doesn't need a break from it all. God is a God of consistency, a God who endures, one who holds all our burdens. God is a God who knows all things, a God that lasts through all the changes, 
the upheaval of culture for the Israelites, the living under the rule of the Babylonians. God remains with them. Over the 50 years, as new generations are brought up, living in exile, God is still there. God is and always has been there at work, molding and laying the foundations of life itself, but also carefully, faithfully watching over each and every person. God endures and gives strength to face the hardships of life. God's strength is everlasting. It's an everlasting well that we can continually dip into. God's energy pours out to those of us who are tired. But we in the Israelites have one thing that is in common. Despite all that God does for us, despite all that God is for us, we often miss God. When things get hard or we have to wait too long or longer than expected maybe for answers, we miss God. God is always there. But we need to pay attention. We need to pay attention to who God is as a loving and caring God that is always there and that will never leave us. We, like the Israelites, need to pay attention to the stories we tell about God. We need to listen. We need to remember how God has shown up for God's people over and over again throughout time. We need to take time to understand that our God is not a God that just magically grants any request we might have. God doesn't take away the things that are hard. God endures with us. And as God's people who live in a time after Jesus Christ, we know that Jesus was God among us, that Jesus walked with us through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, God lives among us. In the times of questioning, in the times of doubt, in the times of hardship or loss, in the times of waiting, God is with us because of Jesus. Now we all stumble from time to time. Every one of us doubts. We question. We get impatient. We turn away from God at one point or another. We forget who God is, who God has been, and we forget to pay attention to God working in the world around us. To illustrate this point, I want to share a video with you. And if you've seen the video before, don't spoil it for your neighbors, but I encourage you pay attention to the prompts on the screen and it'll illustrate for us a little bit about how we get sometimes when it comes to paying attention to God. Count how many times the players wearing white pass the basketball. How many passes did you count? What'd you guys get? 13? Correct answer is 15 passes. Ooh. But did you see the gorilla? Sometimes we are focused so much on how we are feeling in a current situation that we don't see God or the incredible things that God is doing 
right in front of us like the gorilla. You don't have to raise your hand, but I know for me, the first time I saw that, don't feel bad. I also did not see the gorilla. Thank you, Lucas. He's look, he's raising his hand too. <laughs> Especially in our times of doubt or questioning, a reminder that God is with us might just be what we need to make it through. Sometimes it's hard to know where God is or where God is calling us to act in the world. But when we remember who God is and when we pay attention to where God might be, we begin to see God's power at work. God's power that, has, that is at work within us, that is at work in the smallest of places, that is at work in the largest of places. When we, be, when we begin to see God in all of the small ways, we then begin to see and recognize where God is present in the big ways too. So going back to my 49ers game on Sunday night, Coming out of halftime of that championship game, the 49ers had the ball. They scored a field goal. They got three points. They were down by 17. So it didn't really go a long way in uh, getting them to be even tied, let alone winning the game. But that small trickle of points for them was hope, was a little tiny bit of hope. And before we knew it, as a 49ers fan, my hope was coming alive because we tied the game and eventually won the game. But it wouldn't have started without that small trickle of hope that eventually grew. Now, I, I promise you, I'm not talking about the 49ers today to brag that they won the game. I am rooting for them for the Super Bowl, just so you know. But the lesson for us about the power of hope bringing us forward in the comebacks of our life holds true for us. When we see what God is doing, when we lean into who God really is for us, a small trickle of hope in the hard situations of life can become a roaring stream of confidence in who God is and who God is calling us to be. When we feel the inevitable loss or the string of bad luck in our life continuing. God offers hope that we can change our whole outlook on life. But it starts with paying attention, like the Israelites, paying attention to a God who endures, to a God who offers us strength to those in need, to a God who offers us strength when we are in need. And that is our hope for today. Let us pray. Wonderful God, in the trials of life, in the, in the hard times, in the times when we are tired, when we question you, when we doubt you, when we've just had enough, help us to remember that you are still with us. There's nothing we can do to separate us from you. Help us to find hope in the ways that you are working in our lives. Help us to see your presence in our lives, even when you are right in front of us and we don't initially recognize you. Help us to look to you for strength when we need it, because you, God, are our powerful God who created all of us, who watches over us, and who loves each and every one of us. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 
Thanks for joining us for the First Church Message of the Week. To stay connected, subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Facebook. For more information like our church calendar, worship times, and upcoming events, visit our website at watertownfirst.church. This has been the First Church Message of the Week. Thank you.